This is the greatest hour to follow Jesus. I felt like today would be like a prophetic um, pointing uh, for our course as a church family over the next few months. As you know, we just got back from Southern California and it was explosive. I mean, it was, I think, for sure, I think in San Diego we could have registered five or 6,000 people. And uh, I don't know what, we had to shut down registration early. So I really don't know, not that that's the marker, but if for anybody who's lived out there over the last 15 to 20 years, that's really rare uh, to see people line up parking all over the street, wanting to get into the presence of God. And I can remember preaching and nobody getting saved out there when I uh, was pastoring. And uh, as I, you've heard me say a million times, if you don't want to get saved and don't want to get healed, we were the church for you. <laughs> we should have been named Miracle Free Christian Center. <laughs> but uh, the Lord actually gave me a word Tuesday morning. We met, uh, our first service was on Tuesday. And then we met uh, for prayer at the venue. And uh, the Lord said, like Moses left Egypt discouraged, uh, I'm sending you and your team back to Southern California with the power of the Holy Spirit to bring deliverance. And so yesterday we had a little prayer gathering uh, on the ministry property and Dion walked up to me. Where are you, Dion? Somewhere. There he is. Dion said, I have a word for you. And I said, well, what's the word? And he said, the Lord told me that the first time you left California was like Moses leaving Egypt for the first time. And that the second time sending you back, you would go with the anointing and the power of the Holy Spirit so that the Lord would bring deliverance to a people through us. And that's what we witnessed. It was powerful. I haven't seen altar calls like that in a long time. And so the Lord is stirring my soul, and, and I want him to stir your soul. Um, I'm grateful that we're in a building now that's twice as big as our last uh, facility there at Lake Brantley. Uh, it's beautiful to see people in the balcony. Uh, the Lord is adding to the church, though that doesn't necessarily mean that we're in God's perfect will. Numbers are not the indicator. His glory is, right? But I am grateful for all of you. But one of the things I miss are people getting turned away if they don't get here early. I'll just leave it there. Um, sometimes convenience dulls the soul. It's not that I glory in people getting turned away. That's not the point. But I do love hunger. And I know some of you, maybe it's harder for you to get here on time, but uh, the day's coming based on the look of this crowd where if you don't get here early, you might be watching outside. Well, it sounds like the Lord's meetings. It's really quiet here. The Gen Z millennials are real quiet. Well, actually, I saw some older people walking in late too. So <laughs> hunger is not based on age. But I came this morning to stir your soul because I'm not content. I am in his presence, but I, I don't want to lose what I have by not going after more. 
And that's the only way you actually keep what you currently have, is by going after more. It's the only surety. There's no arrival. You know, Jess and I are finishing our masters, and yesterday was our last meeting with the professor, and what a precious woman. I, I, I was, we're driving uh, on vacation uh, this, this summer, and I was going to go meet with a few of my professors, and one of them who we've just fallen in love with, she's just a saint, and uh, I don't want to, I'm not going to give you the name because you guys will just start emailing her and asking if we can hang out with her, which I love that about you, but I'm not doing it. So uh, I said, Dr. So-and-so, Jess and I would love to come visit you uh, at the university. And she said, uh, well, that won't be possible. I have a disability. I'm, I have to stay home. And I never knew that about her. And uh, the vibrancy, uh, the way she's teaching us, the way she points back to Jesus, uh, we kind of see Jesus in a very similar light. And yesterday I learned so much about her. I, I learned that her husband died as well. And it, it moved me, and we began to talk about the Lord's process in us that Romans 8 talks about, this conformity into the image of Jesus. And then here's this woman who's up in age. She looks at us through the Zoom call, and she says, you do know that God's process is never done in us until the resurrection. And it's so true, but I was like, oh, yeah. You never really arrive Yes or no? You never really get to the place where you're like, you're done with me, Lord. I am so much like you that you don't need to do anything. And if you ever get to that place, he's like, we got to start over. You think you're that much like me. You're aware of my glory on you. Now we have a bigger problem. Remember, Moses didn't even know that his face was shining. I think in some camps that I've run with, if somebody's face was shining, they'd be like, look, my face is shining. Put the camera on it. Make sure you zoom in. Look at the glory on me. And uh, so the moment we think we arrive may be indicative of the fact that we might go around the mountain again. There's something about being so into the Lord that you're not even aware of um, the measure, the actual measure of his presence in you. Or on you, because um, you're enamored by him, and so self dissolves, which is fruit of the redemption. And the awareness of self is fruit of the fall. So, all that being said, the Lord is stirring my soul. And I want to say to anybody who's watching in California, the wave is about to crash uh, on your state. I believe it. I'm, I'm, a lot's been going on I, in my heart. I'm feeling it, and I'm, uh, you have to follow the cloud or Amalek kills you. That's the biblical pattern. So all that to say, we're coming back. We'll be there July 28th, and we're coming to Irvine. Pastor Jensen Franklin has opened his church to us. Anybody who is hungry for the Lord, anybody who knows somebody who is lost, Anybody who is sick, anybody who just wants to burn, you can register. There it is right there, the Jesus Image West Coast Tour, or Jesus Tour, I should say, Irvine, California. You can go just to jesustour.tv 
We will be there with our whole team, and I'm expecting even more. How many of you saw the recap video? Of, did you see those healings? They were beautiful. They were holy. They were real miracles, and they came in a very beautiful, uh, uh, effortless way. That's a sign to me. And people were sprinting to the altar. And I believe uh, this word that was declared by many, one of them, Brian Brandt, who, who founded the Circuit Riders, the whole crew that, that Lindy and Chase are with, and the whole Brent family. He said the day will come where Orange County and Orange County uh, will connect in heart. There will be a move of the Holy Spirit from, from that area. And, and when I look back at the history of the move of God, you know, uh, we felt it when we came to this property. I don't understand all of this, but it seems to be real. Uh, <laughs> that the Lord targets regions and, and doesn't... Um, if you're waiting for a chapter and verse teaching, I'll give you one so you don't think I'm a heretic. I'll make sure to do it. It's coming. But um, those seeds that are sown, they, in God's economy, the word of God never returns void. It will accomplish that which it is set out to accomplish. And you look at that region, you look at Azusa, you look at Mother Edder, you look at Amy, you look at Melody Land, you look at the Vineyard, you look at Calvary Chapel, you look at the Jesus Movement, you look at so many things that were birthed in that area and it seems like that tidal wave is crashing again. I, I'm smelling hunger. And so we're going back. And we want to go back with your blessing and we want to go back with ascending, we don't want to go on our own. We want to feel the weight of the church behind us because souls are at stake and God is not done with America. I feel it deep in my bones. So that's number one, July 28th, come. I would register today if I were you. Wouldn't, I wouldn't be shocked if the venue would be full in the next two to three days. The pastor's conference, and all of this plays into what the Lord is doing. I'm not, this isn't a promo service. This is a, an alignment service. The pastor's conference, we're, this is the first time we've released this today. Francis is joining us, which I'm so pumped about. Yeah, and, and Katie, Jeremy's wife, is actually going to teach on prevailing prayer. I'm excited about Bishop Reed and his whole family is actually here. Would y'all stand up? Come on, everyone stand up. Welcome to your second home. And uh, such an honor to have you guys. Pastor Tommy said he wants to come. So we were like, well, then you can come. Uh, and how many of you were blessed by, by Bishop Reed last year? So he'll be back. Um, for those of you who are wanting to learn church in God's presence, for those of you who are tired of the grind, for those of you in the depths of your hearts, you're, you believe there's more, I'm here to tell you there is more. There's more than just creating some cookie cutter system that works more like a scientific formula that gets a certain amount of people in the seats, that becomes a grind and a culture that destroys marriages and families, and it becomes all about our own ability, and it's really humanistic at the core. It is about people when the church should be all about Jesus, who then births a desire to touch people by default. And uh, the, the church, before it is our home, it is the Lord's home. And the Lord is jealous over his house. And I believe the Lord is not only giving us the experience here, but the language to give it away. And that's our heart. We want to give it away. Last year, a couple thousand leaders and pastors showed up. So this is not just for senior leaders. This is for youth workers, children's workers, 
songwriters, worship leaders, senior pastors, executive pastors, uh, all of you who are serving in a ministry capacity, we want you to come and bring your teams, and we'll be doing that actually at Faith Assembly, which is right off of uh, uh, the 417 and and what? Curry Ford. And it's, I think it seats about 1,000 more people than we had last year. Is that correct about that? Somewhere in there. I might get the numbers wrong. But come, uh, we, this is the first time we've announced it, so, so there's the info. Amen? I'm excited. I'll say this. I've been in a lot of services in my life. A lot. <laughs> That's probably why I need vacation. But I've been in a lot of meetings. And the meeting Friday night at the pastor's conference was the most glorious worship moment I've ever been in. It was, uh, it's indescribable when the Lord comes that way. When a people are possessed by the Lord and a sustained praise goes for a half hour and everybody's afraid to get near the pulpit because Jesus is there. And I asked the Lord why he did that. And I, he, he didn't speak super clearly to me, but in my heart I feel that he is jealous over his shepherds. He loves them and wants to minister to them. Amen. All right, that being said, every Sunday morning we gather here for prayer at 9 o'clock. So the sanctuary is open. I want you to come. Many are coming already, but I want to keep that environment. I want to steward it well. I want you to come early and seek the Lord. Additionally, Aaron, is the Bethany room open all summer, right? The Bethany room is open all summer. That is our prayer and worship room. Yeah, so all of you students who miss each other, it's a perfect way for you to get back in there. And... um, And that starts at 7.30 in the morning on Tuesday and Wednesday. Tuesday and Wednesday, we meet at the Central Campus. Um, All the info is there online. This is my favorite place in all of Jesus' image. It's a little trailer where people are there. Uh, The sun's not quite up yet. It's just coming up. There's a beauty there. There's a rest. And there's a real glory there. I love it in that trailer. And our team is leading so beautifully there. That trailer not only connects us to the Lord, but um, whittles away the flesh that we bring to the table. It kills performance and uh, human activity and teaches us uh, to know the Lord. And so I want to invite all of you. uh, You guys can come. That starts at 7.30 every Tuesday and Wednesday morning and come minister to the Lord. Lastly, Sunday school. We have adult Sunday school. And unlike the Sunday school I grew up in, you don't get hit with wooden sticks <laughs> at the Orthodox Church. <laughs> they would spank us with... Uh... And my mom and dad are here, and my brother and my sister-in-law, they're all here this morning. My dad drove in. And uh, I won't give the teachers names, but I... Do you remember getting sent upstairs, and if you talk, they uh, laid, <laughs> laid sticks on you. That's the only way I can describe it. This is not that. This is the foundations of the faith. And I would love for everyone in the church to go through these. Everyone. Uh, if you haven't been through it, we meet every Sunday morning. I think it begins at 8.45. Oh, there it is. And um, we're teaching on the cross, the blood, prayer, the gospel, um, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, baptism in water, the nuts and bolts of the faith. So we'd love to have you there. Okay, let's jump in for, for about 10 minutes. And then we'll receive communion. 
I really felt that some of you who are believing God for a physical healing this morning, uh, I want you to come up ready to receive from the Lord as you take the communion elements. And tonight, I will pray for the sick. My faith is high for miracles. And uh, how many of you know we are to be the people who are acquainted with miracles? The Lord is good. Amen. Take your Bibles to the book of Acts. I'll get back to the blood next week. just want to follow the leading of the Spirit. Say focus is powerful. Say it again. Focus is powerful. Say simplicity is powerful. Say it again. One more time. You're still a little calm. It's, I need more out of you. Come on. Simplicity is powerful. Good. <laughs> Someone really got it there. Acts 1.1. Let me read. The former account I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and teach until the day in which he was taken up, speaking of the ascension, after he through the Holy Spirit had given commandments to the apostles whom he had chosen. I just want to stop there. Jesus won't even have a Bible study outside the moon of the Holy Spirit. It's very, it's very important we understand that. To whom he also presented himself alive, after his suffering by many infallible proofs, being seen by them during 40 days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. Now, uh, our students have heard this a few times, but there's a lot of preaching on kingdom that is void of presence and it's void of a revelation of Jesus and it's void of the gospel. So it's not kingdom teaching. If you take the king out of kingdom, you're just left with dumb, and that's, that's what that is. That's what that whole pursuit is. It's, it's just weird. It sells right, it sounds deep, but it's not the kingdom. Because the kingdom is where the king is, and it's where his rule and loving lordship is flowing and received by people who have said yes to Jesus. You will find, listen, the power and authority of his kingdom present among those who most consistently bow their knee. I don't mean just physically, though that's important. Before I take the pulpit, I go in the back and I get on my knee and I say, Lord, thank you for the privilege. I don't ever want to forget it. So there is something powerful about physically going low. I believe in that. But I'm talking about the will bowing its knee. To experience the consistent lordship and removal of evil and that includes healing and deliverance. Among a people, the ones who bow their knee most often in the heart are the ones who will experience the beauty of the king. Verse four. And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. I need somebody in the room who will get so hungry for the Lord that they would rather die than not experience him more. That's the only heart posture that God knows how to work with. 
If you're not hungry, get around hungry people. I'm not playing. I, I, when it comes to anything, our, our, our school team, our worship team, our media team, culturally, in my head and heart, it sounds like this. I don't care who the most gifted is. Give me the most hungry. I will bench people gladly if there's somebody who's less proficient on an instrument who's more hungry. Because we're not conducting an orchestra. You follow me? This is not some like performance. The only way we know our set was good was whether or not the Lord came. So once we understand that, we have to ask ourselves, what does the Lord respond to? And he loves hunger. And so this church really depends, and the, the future of this church depends on those who say, here I am on the altar again. I don't want to talk about my... I can't live and ride the, 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 the testimony of four years ago. I'm going to ride it until my next experience with the Lord. But I don't want that fire to go out. And I'm reading this passage to you because I want to say, as the pastor, I'm grateful for all the Lord has done and all he is doing, and I'm not blind to what he's doing. He's doing many beautiful things. But we need a fresh baptism in the Holy Spirit. I'm grateful for every soul, but I want the aisles packed until they're going out the door. I'm grateful for every moment the Lord comes into the room and responds to our worship. But I don't want to wait till the music for that to happen. I want more. I want our, our musicians to play and weep and laugh at the same time. I want more. I want a greater glory here. I want Jesus to make himself so at home here that he can unveil the reality of who he is. That's what I want. And, and then at the end of the day, it kind of begins with me as the leader. I've got to throw myself on the altar, but... but it's got to get on all of us. And the good thing about it is if it just gets on two or three, then we've got a beautiful problem. We do need to be disrupted. We do need to be disrupted in the most beautiful, holy way. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked in verse six, saying, listen carefully now. Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, it is not for you to know times or seasons which the Father has put in his authority, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. You see the distraction in the disciples here. When will Rome leave? When will my candidate be in office? Just saying. I was so grieved the other day. I didn't hear the name of Jesus come out of a preacher's mouth the other day on camera. But all I heard of was about political agenda. And it's not that that doesn't serve a role in society. Of course it does. But preachers are called to preach the gospel. And if the gospel isn't majestic enough to capture our attention, that's proof of a void in our own heart. 
it's a fact. See, because for some of you, in fact, I see it in some of your eyes right now. Some of you are a little frustrated with me. Um, if you think Jesus exists for something else to happen, then you've lowered him and made him an employee of somebody else you want him to lead you to. You don't understand that he's from the highest heaven. Now, all of this should bow its knee. I'm not saying that. We need, we need righteous people in every area of life. That's not the point. The question is, how do you get it? And even in the getting it, is that the supreme goal? What is the supreme end? I feel the Lord now because he's happy. What is the supreme end to this thing we call the gospel? Where does it actually end? What is the crescendo of this thing we call Christianity? What does that look like to you? Looks like his kingdom, ruling and reigning in every sphere of society. Fine. Who is the king and what does his kingdom look like? If it's void of a bloody tree, it's a foreign kingdom. I don't know that one. I don't know the Jesus who lords over people with volume and threats. I've never met him. I don't find him in the text. I've never seen him. And to be honest with you, I want nothing to do with him. That is not the Jesus of the gospel. It might be our construction. But it's not the Jesus of Galilee. There is not a superhero on the throne up there. There is a lamb who has been slain that's seated on the throne. This is the gospel, friends. And this is what I want to say, that Jesus works for no one. Look, I love golf. I wish every single uh, golfer was born again. <laughs> I do. Could make for much more peaceful uh, golf, you know, days on the golf course. Golfers are very interesting. If you want to get to know somebody, take them on the golf course. Uh, the most godly people can turn into demons if they hit a bad shot. It's fun to watch. It's hilarious. Of course, I want people to, I want righteousness to rule and reign, but... But the moment I start thinking that earthly structure is the goal and that Jesus himself is subservient, I have lost the majesty of the gospel in my heart and mind. Why am I, why am I bringing that to you? I want you to see what Jesus does here. Because dulled hearts are always connected to distraction. So here they are. Here's the resurrected Christ in front of them. And they go, hey, when's Rome out? So that Israel can have her place back. And what does Jesus say? You will receive power. It's not for you to know the times and the seasons of all this. It's not for you. These things are under the Father's control. Give it to the Lord. Here's what you need to know. The Holy Spirit's coming. And I have news for you. Kingdoms rise and kingdoms fall. Governments rise 
government's fault. That is the full breadth of history. But the Holy Ghost and his church remains. Jesus remains. There is one kingdom that is unshakable. He is the king of the unshakable kingdom because he himself is unshakable. I'm not telling you to not vote or do things biblically. Of course you should. But do not fall into the trap that would cause you to ask a question like the disciples. Jesus, we're glad you've been raised from the dead. Now fix our little situation. No, he calls them higher. He calls them to the fuel of the kingdom, the person of the kingdom, the one who gives the kingdom pace and energy and true kingdom dominance, the person of the Holy Spirit. Are you to say, Michael, that you believe Jesus and his gospel is the one-stop shop to fix every issue, both seen and unseen. That is exactly what I'm saying to you this morning. That's exactly what I'm saying to you because I don't serve a Lord who is half of something. He is all in all. I see Jesus biblically, and he is the Lord of the universe, the Lord of the ages, the Lord of heaven, the Lord of the earth, the Lord of the bride, the Lord of Israel. He is the Lord. That's how I see him. And I think he enjoys it. That's how I want to keep seeing him. And the only way to see him in that light is to fall on your face in his presence until he lights you up. The church should have one conversation, her bridegroom. Now when he had spoken these things while they watched, he was taken up and a cloud received him out of their sight. This is the best part. Give me five more minutes then we'll receive communion. And while they looked steadfastly towards heaven, this is hilarious. As he went up in a body, he's flying, basically. Not like this. Don't ever anybody email me. He's going up in the air. It's still quite amazing. <laughs> Michael says he can fly. He sort of did. Behold, two men stood by them in white apparel who also said, men of Galilee. This is the, most, this is the funniest question. There's two angels and they come to meet with the, men, these, the disciples. Jesus is going up literally through the atmosphere, which is very important, into the heavens above the highest height. He's on his way up. They're watching it happen. It didn't, you know, this actually happened. He did this in a human body. And the, the angels have... Uh, <laughs> They must have a sense of humor because they said, hey, men of Galilee, look at verse 11. Why do you stand up gazing into heaven? Now, if that were me, I would have said, uh, what do you mean, why? I've never seen this before. This is amazing. He's going through the sky. And then they say, this Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will so come in like manner as you saw him go into heaven. In other words, the way he went up is the way he's coming down. Now you fast forward to chapter 2. I'm going somewhere here. It says here in chapter 2 of the book of Acts, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And then there appeared to them divided tongues as a fire and one... 
and, and, and one sat upon each of them and they were all filled, say all, all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. They gathered. The Lord told them, I want to see the progression. Lord, when will you fix our earthly issues? He turns them to the person of this Spirit. In other words, to the presence of God. Once they're reminded, they decide to wait and obey his command, to tarry and wait in his presence until the promise of the Father is given. They then receive the promise of the Father, the person of the Holy Spirit, and the response is thousands coming into the kingdom. Birth such a movement that today we live in its wake. Never shortchange one encounter with God. Never. Now we see the Holy Spirit moving again. In Acts chapter 3, the lame man is healed. The Holy Ghost comes upon Peter and he, pre- and he, he and John minister healing to this man. In chapter 4, Peter and John are arrested. And look at verse 8 of chapter 4. Peter filled with the Holy Spirit. Again, say, I need more. Look at verse 29. Now, Lord, look on their threats. This is the church praying as they're persecuted. Grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word. By doing what? Stretching out your hand to heal. This is what Jeremy prayed in the back before San Diego. And did he ever. And that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant Jesus. Look at verse 31 now. And when they prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Again, say, I need more. And they spoke the word of God with boldness. Would you play there, Joel? Look at chapter 8. Verse 15. Now when they had come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. For as yet he had fallen upon none of them. They had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then they laid their hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. Say, I must have more. Say, our church must have more. Before you receive communion, I just, I just want to end with this. So, uh, there's this way about Jesus that frustrates us. I, I, it used to frustrate me. Uh, now I, I actually love it. But there was, time, there was a time where I didn't understand. It didn't seem right. Sometimes our... I don't know, maybe the way you grew up or your culture or this or that. I don't know. I don't know how these things affect our view of the Lord, but they do. And the Lord says in Mark chapter 4 that he scatters seed and that some of the seed uh, falls on 
shallow soil, there's no root, it's destroyed. Some of the seed is scorched by the sun. Uh, some of the seed is choked out by the cares of life, the deceitfulness of riches. In other words, what we pursue offers no, no honey for the soul and it, it, uh, it, 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 it takes our focus off of the Lord just like the disciples there in, in, in Acts chapter one. When will you restore uh, Israel? When will she receive uh, in the natural who she's called to be? And the Lord points them to another, another vision, another perspective, another bullseye. And when we, we, when, when we pursue riches and the deceitfulness of them and the cares of the world, it's the same thing happening. It's just our vision just goes this way just enough. But here's the thing about the outpouring of the Spirit. He doesn't land on moving targets. He doesn't know how. He understands his worth. He understands his value. So he doesn't come upon people with divided focus. He can't trust them with his glory because his glory will kill them. So here the Lord says, those are choked out by the thorns, the riches of this world, the deceitfulness, the cares of this world, I should say, the deceitfulness of riches. And then he talks about this seed that falls by the wayside and the devil steals that. Now, where is the wayside? Say it's, it's on the side of the way, super deep. And so if, in, in, in plowing terms, you have this, the Lord here, he's, the, the ground's been plowed by his process, the painful one in our lives, and uproots everything and tills the soil. But nonetheless, there's a, there's a row of, uh, that's been plowed here and it's good soil and the Lord can trust it. And so he takes the seed and starts throwing it, right? But he's so generous, he kind of casts seed like a sprinkler and the seed's going everywhere. And there's only one place where the seed is susceptible to the devil stealing it and that's on the side of the way. So the presence of Jesus, living in the presence of Jesus, why it's so important you're rooted in a house with the people that you can give your life to is because you can't even discover really the will of God properly for your life until you actually get into the soil and die. And so the Lord starts going like this and he starts spreading the seed and, and then the enemy looks for susceptible seed that's not in that moist, beautiful, fertile row. So walking with Jesus right behind him while he's sowing a seed is vital if the seed's not going to get stolen. That seed is safe. Now that seed bears a fruit, a certain level of fruit. And the Lord goes on to say this. To whom much is, uh, I should say, to him who has little, even what he has will be taken. That doesn't seem fair. To him who has, he will be given more. Oh man, that's a big deal. And then, in other words, let me say it like this. Okay, oh help me Lord. I, I, I did a much better job at school when I taught on it. Um, the only way to keep what he has spoken over me. Well, no, that wasn't the right way to say it. The only way to keep what he has spoken is to hear what he is saying. That didn't. I'm trying. All right. How I receive his word now is what protects his word spoken into my life in the past. Okay. 
And if I listen now, I receive more and then more is given. But the moment I stop listening now, stop leaning in now with a soul focus, I run the risk of losing all I have in the past spiritually. It's why when somebody backslides, they forget every prophetic word ever spoken over them. Like in a month, it's just gone. Then they get back in the presence of the Lord. They start spending time in prayer. They start reading the scriptures. And all of a sudden, their spiritual history erupts within them. They go, now it makes sense. But distraction will destroy that. You cannot look to the wayside and you cannot live by the wayside. We must live in the way. This is what I want to say. I want everyone to stand, please. Would you just lift your hands to heaven? I want to pray this. I know the Lord will hear it because I am burning again in my heart. And I want us all to burn. Just lift your hands to the Lord. just want you to gently pray in this spirit. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we ask you to pour your spirit out upon us. To pour your spirit out, Lord, in our own hearts individually and upon us as a people. Come, Lord Jesus, in your glory, we ask you to fill our hearts and our lives and our minds and our thoughts. Touch us, Lord. Touch us again. We have no trophy, Lord, but you. You're the gift and the goal. And so we ask you in Jesus' name to come here. Why don't you just put your hand on your heart? Lord, come here. Come into our hearts again. We, we hear you knocking. Touch us and fill us, I pray. Oh, touch us, Lord. Touch us, Lord. You're the king. You're the end all, not our initiatives. Not our plans, not man's plans. In the end, a lamb will be on the throne. And a lamb is on the throne now. Give us eyes. Give us eyes for the age to come. Give us eyes for heaven. We lay aside every weight, all these things that so easily ensnare us and hold us down. We lay them aside in Jesus' name. Now move in us, I pray. Amen. 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 Can we give the Lord praise this morning? Ushers, would you come forward? Thank you, Lord. Would you just lift your hands one more time to heaven, church? Father, as we receive the body and blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, examine us, look to us. Look in us, I should say. Remove anything in us that is grieving, anything in us that is unholy, Anything we've done, said, or thought, we repent this morning and we ask you, Lord, to cleanse us. And I pray, Lord, now that your presence and power would come upon uh, these elements and that we would receive the true body and blood of the Lord Jesus Christ and that you would heal your people as they receive in Jesus' name. Amen. To get daily teaching from Michael and to follow our event schedule around the world, please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. 
Be sure to subscribe to the Jesus Image TV YouTube channel as well. By partnering with Jesus Image, you will help us take the saving and healing power of Jesus to the world. Your giving changes lives forever. For more information, please visit us online at JesusImage.tv or write us at Jesus Image, P.O. Box 950-640, Lake Mary, Florida, 32795. Thank you for your prayers and financial support. Jesus is the answer for every life, everywhere.